Hi, you guys. Thanks for coming over. I really appreciate it. Um, I've just kind of staggered out of an academic event that lasted three days. And if I seem a little bit drunk, it's not because I have had alcohol or anything. Last time I did that was 1967 in the university when I was uh, in an interesting state of mind as a university student as a kid. But um, the world of academia is so weird. I, I mean, I spend... A lot of hours preparing for this show, you may not know that, but didn't get a chance to do that much at all. I'm coming out of a different part of the dream world, so I apologize. We're just going to talk. Um, and I promised in the uh, safe stream version on YouTube a few minutes ago that I would explain what I meant about Alex Jones's evolution, and I take the chance and liberty of saying his name all at once and hope that AI doesn't say, it said Alex Jones, get rid of him immediately. Hopefully that won't happen. But um, I mentioned on the SafeStream show that I've followed his work for the last 21 years pretty carefully for the reason that I saw incredible devotion and courage there. I mean, I mean the you may not know it, but the way Alex Jones started, and we're not going to focus only on Alex. I'm, I've got some major other stuff to talk to you about, but Alex just put out a body of uh, information that is incredible, and he calls it recess, Reset Wars. And we don't have money to do anything because we don't have commercials, and we have very few donations, unfortunately. So I decided you know, we may be a lot skinnier as Han Solo said in the garbage compactor, but um, I went ahead and bought a copy of Reset Wars with the um, nonprofit money that is paying for everything we do and so that I could tell you about it. And if you can't afford to get it, which is fine, um, I want to tell you that there's some really valuable stuff in there and I'm going to try and convey it to you the best I can. What was amazing is that it's coalescing with um, what we've been working on and discussing in Planetary Healing Club, which you should join, by the way, if you're interested in what we're going to be talking about, or at least consider it. I shouldn't say you should join because certain people won't want to, and I'll try to differentiate that uh, during this short discussion. But what I was about to say a couple minutes ago is that you may not know, first of all, I get, I've been attacked for many years for supporting Alex and saying he's good because on the mainstream media, uh, Alex is like one of the most evil people in the world, second only maybe to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the devil, according to mainstream media, and one of the most evil people ever. But Alex Jones is a really close second and maybe now even worse because they got rid of Donald Trump pretty well and got him compromised and got him to sign on to complicity in mass murder and a few other little mistakes like that. But Alex Jones is still very active. Uh, it's really easy to find him on the Ron Gibson channel. Uh, a lot of people think he's gone. He's not gone. Uh, he's doing amazing work right now. And I'll get into the part of it that I wanted to talk about if we have time. Hopefully we will have time. Alex started out in, uh, I think it was in Dallas, and he noticed that the police in Dallas um, were great and everything, but there's this little thing about them dealing drugs. 
to the kids, getting kids addicted to drugs and then becoming the source. And it was a great setup, I guess, business-wise for the police because, and I'm not against police at all. I love police and I have a lot of police friends and uh, we talk frequently. I support good, I support good everybody. (laughs) And there's a lot of great police. Most people get into it for good reasons, but where there's corruption, it ruins the whole situation. And that's what Alex Jones ran into in Dallas as a high school student. Um, And he's, I guess he's about 47 now. So this was like, uh, what, 30 years ago, something like that. And he noticed that the police were dealing drugs and then they would beat up anybody that threatened to expose it. The usual, you know, business arrangement. And Alex said, well, I should just expose it. And most people would think a few seconds beyond that and say, well, maybe I don't want to die. You know, I don't want to disappear and be found in a dumpster or never found at all or have my family attacked or whatever. And Alex didn't do that. It was a precursor of foreshadowing of his character. And he he went on public access television. Just think if you would have done this, you know, if you were in high school and you found out that the police were dealing drugs to your friends. And that, you know, people were being really hurt by it. And police are kind of there to help help and protect people, right? Uh, so this was a discrepancy in that. And he went on public access TV and talked about it and exposed the whole thing. This is back in the 90s. And he got attacked in parking garages and all this stuff, and he just kept going. That's not average. That's not common. It should be common, but it's not. And... uh He's just kept up with that attitude ever since. And there's all these people that get some kind of weird pleasure out of uh, exposing some high-profile good person as being bad. And Alex has been attacked like that since the beginning. And he's got mistakes, but people are not just 100% good or bad. It's more complex. So um, one weak spot that Alex had is that he just flew into a rage really easily, and it's understandable. I mean, I know lots of people that are just uncontrollably angry about what's happening, and others who are uncontrollably depressed about it. Both are understandable, but they both weaken you completely. Um, being furious doesn't make you tougher, doesn't make you stronger, it makes you weak. And it makes you burn out, and it makes you subject, it hurts your body, makes you subject to heart attacks and nervous breakdowns and all kinds of other stuff. Because your cell, and this is a long story, we, in Planetary Healing Club, we go into the depth of this, what, what this is about, because it turns out that modern science doesn't talk about it. They're probably not aware of it. But every one of your cells is conscious. And this is where science and spiritual issues come together because this God thing that religions focus on, even though there's many beliefs that disagree with each other, the reality behind it is actually real. You know, there's so much depth to the creation. It's, It's way beyond what humans could describe. But you can see it enough so that when you start looking a little bit deeper, um, any search for um, the truth in, in science and medicine and biology and all that ends up being the search for spiritual reality as well because they're the same thing. 
And it's not about religion. It's not about medical school or any of these man-made uh, categories with artificial barriers. There are no barriers in reality. It's all one subject. And it's a really interesting subject, way beyond just in the intellect. But Alex eventually started realizing that um, the whole anger thing was not a good idea. And, um, you know, realizing that he's made a lot of mistakes. For example, we mentioned Donald Trump being demonized and hated by the media more than almost anybody else in the world. And I trust the mainstream media. They don't hate you unless you're really good. And, I, you know, not only have I been attacked for supporting Alex Jones, but also for saying good things about Donald Trump because so many people believe the mainstream media or they come to the same conclusion on their own. And they said, well, Donald Trump is totally evil. He's an egomaniac. He doesn't care about anybody except himself. You know, these are superficial, lazy thinking points of view, and they don't really look deeper because they get hooked onto one position and just anything to defend that position. And they won't listen to anything that contradicts it, even if it's true. Because the point is, show that you're right. And this is the, you know, fake science approach of defend your ego. And if you're brave enough to get into real science and real investigation of what's true, you have to say, it's fine if any of my points of view turn out to be wrong. You have to do that, because otherwise you waste time. And you're not going to find out what's really happening because your whole concern is prove I'm right, prove I'm right. Most of the corrupt science that we've got does that now all the time. And you don't have to do that. So the thing with Trump is that Alex said he made a mistake because he originally thought Trump knew more than he did. Alex has incredible historical knowledge and a lot of other stuff that he's aware of. And he thought Trump had more than that. Trump did not. Trump had huge blind spots. He, the people that know him, he know that he's a really generous person. He'll, he got rescued once and somebody helped change a tire on his limousine and he paid off the guy's house without making a big deal about it at all. I mean, a very generous person. Nothing like the apprentice character who says, you're fired and just throws him out the door or whatever. He, should be more like that, but he's not. People who have been in meetings with him uh, when he was president said that he would let his lawyers and his advisors scream at him and tell him how stupid he was and overrule good ideas that he had and just put up with it. The Apprentice was a complete fabrication of a persona that he doesn't have. So not only does he not stand up for himself, he chooses people he chose people, and still does actually, to advise him and help him that are complete traitors and are there to destroy him and block anything good he might do. Even with that, he did some wonderful things that bad guys don't do. He got out of the fake climate accord with Paris, the Paris deal, which, yes, I am a total environmentalist, but that was a fraud. That was a total fraud from the same guys that are bringing us the fake pandemic at the moment. And um, Trump got us out of that, which is great. And the authorities and the media were very upset about that. He also tried to build the wall at the border, which is critically important. You know, legitimate immigrants in America wanted as much as anybody, sometimes more along the 
southern border of the U.S. There's a lot of people who came from South American and Central American countries in Mexico, and they wanted the wall absolutely. Their ranches are being totally overrun and destroyed by the drug cartels. And uh, there's a lot of innocent people coming up because the United Nations has arranged an invitation for as much illegal immigration as possible to ruin the U.S. and Europe and, you know, just cause chaos all over the world. That's a project. People aren't walking from, you know, Central and South America up to the Mexican-U.S. border. They're being bussed and given money by the U.N. and its associated agencies. Alex has been one of the bravest people exposing that. I don't have time to document all this stuff. I do a lot of it on uh, lostartsradio.com, but Alex does it in real time. He's got a crew of 100-plus people, and he starts talking about a story like I'm doing right now, and boom, the document's up on the screen. That's why he's hated so much. You know, what I talk about, people who don't know could say, it's only hearsay. It's not. I mean, I do a huge amount of background research every day, but I don't have the crew to put all these things up on the screen. That's a big operation. Alex does, and the power structure wants him gone as soon as possible. So anyway, he recognized, as he's evolving into more awareness, that um, Trump wasn't so smart as what he thought. He has a high IQ. It's in the 150s, I think which is very, very high. But there's different kinds of intelligence. And he was a great negotiator and did wonderful at uh, business school and some other things, business in New York, which is very difficult. Yeah, I'm sure he dealt with crime operations there, but his motivation was not bad as his private behavior shows. Um, that's why the media wants to show him as terrible, because he's not terrible. But he didn't know about hiring. He wasn't like this wise uh, boss in The Apprentice. He hired the most hideous people to run agencies to give him his advice. He hired lawyers who screamed at him all the time, blocked everything he did. He had departments that would throw his executive orders literally in the trash. I mean, it's really hard to be a president when that's happening to you. And the power structure was completely against him, and they have a, had a reason for that. But um, that was a huge blind spot and weakness on the part of Trump. But the biggest one, the fatal mistake, and I call it a mistake because he did enough good things to show that he wasn't a bad guy. And, of course, you can totally disagree with me. A lot of people do, but this is what I see. Um, Like Reagan, he made a fatal mistake in supporting and respecting the drug and vaccine dealers. Reagan did the same thing. I met Reagan in the 60s when I was a college student, and he was in California. My impression is he was a very good man, but had these huge blind spots like Trump did. And he, Reagan is now complicit, not intentionally, but complicit in so much damage to humanity through vaccines. He's Reagan's the guy that signed this uh, 1986, I think, bill that gave immunity to the companies that sell you these injections and it kills you or your family and they can't be sued. You know, I mean, people who are otherwise intelligent miss the most obvious stuff. And just like in the federal case, in, in, um, in so many different laws, the 
drug and vaccine dealers come and say to Congress, uh, and Reagan, Reagan signed it in as president, um, you know, people are dying because they need vaccines and um, it would be a terrible tragedy to withhold vaccines from them. And we have this problem because we're, we're, have, we're overwhelmed with lawsuits. We have these, these little side effect things, you know, that aside from saving the world, it happens to injure and kill huge numbers of people when they get the vaccine, but it's so rare, it's one in a million. It's just happening so often that we're going to go out of business if you don't give us liability protection. And so Reagan and his advisors said, that makes perfect sense. You know, your, your product is killing people, so you're getting sued. And if you're sued, you can't make the product. So we have to take away the ability of people to sue you. Good plan. And he signed the bill, and it became what's known as the Act. There's a great video with that name uh, that gave um, immunity to the companies that are making and promoting vaccines. So no matter how many people they kill, they can never be held accountable. Unbelievable, you know, uh, travesty, you might say. That came from Reagan. Well, Trump did something similar. He handed the country over to a mass murderer who had been involved in the AIDS scam in the 80s, which I had gotten deeply into researching that too. Um, so many people were being misdiagnosed and they were being killed by the drugs that um, were supposedly to cure the disease. That's happening now too. But the latest injection is so much worse that it just... The, all the death and destruction of the other drugs and vaccines pales by comparison to what's being done now. This is the extermination plan. And uh, Trump was oblivious. Yeah, he had a pretty high IQ, and he had a good motive, as evidenced by the things that he fought for and how the media hated him. They don't hate bad people. They only hate good people. But they got to him in a way to convince him that you know, these are the medical experts. So Trump was thinking, obviously, oh, medical experts, I'm not even a doctor. They must be right. And Trump and most of the other people who follow mainstream TV can't imagine that these highly credentialed mainstream experts could A, be wrong, but even more B, uh, intentionally lie you know, to the, to the point where they're responsible for killing millions or hundreds of millions or now potentially billions of people. And so Trump just said, okay, take over. You know, it's really, he did say, you know, it's really too bad that we have to uh, shut down our country because you can, he said, and I watched him say this, he said, you can destroy a country like this, you know. And the point was common sense that he was missing. Well, Donald if you're going to destroy your country, maybe you shouldn't do it. And he, he couldn't grasp it. It's, it's an illustration of intelligence versus common sense. And you can have both. It's really possible to have both. But it's not common right now. And we need to have it become common again. So what President Trump didn't realize is that in America or in any free country based on individual freedoms and based on natural rights from God that are 
you might have heard this word unalienable or inalienable. That means nobody, no human being can ever take away your rights, no matter what happens. It doesn't say that you can't take away the rights unless there's a really important reason. <laughs> this is like common sense, right? It should be so obvious to any, you know, a five-year-old could understand it. But all these intellectual, educated people that are in high offices and high credential places don't get it. They think, and most of the population assumes, well, you know, if there's a medical emergency, obviously you have to take away some of your rights. They call it suspended for a while. And there's all these laws that have been passed in state and federal governments that um, you can suspend our rights, our unalienable rights, but only for a certain amount of time. No, you can't. Like, what happened to Americans and most of the world? You can't ever suspend God-given rights, no matter what happens. And even though in America that was never really lived up to, and the founders had human flaws, and you know some were slave owners, and that didn't realize that women should have the same status in in life as men, and they had all these problems, but they were brilliant in the sense that they realized if you're going to start a country, they a lot of them were running away from corrupt governments. If you're going to start a country, the only way it's even possibly safe to have a government is if it's all based on the government's job being to protect individual rights, including protecting the borders of the country from foreign invasion or from internal insurrection that's going to overthrow the country and ruin everything, just like a foreign invader. So there's an oath that people who, you know, work for the government in the military or police or other parts of the government have to take to defend the Constitution, which means individual freedoms against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And if, you know, there, there, there are some great cartoons about this, but if there were any circumstance where your rights could be suspended even for a minute, that would have been written into the Constitution. It was a critical understanding. You have a trade-off between perceived freedom where you want the government to just be your mother and father and take care of you no matter what and take away your rights for your own good, in which case you're a slave and the founders knew it. Apparently, modern Americans can't imagine what that means. Or you believe in freedom, and you say, well, if there was a real sickness spreading all around the world, and it was real, not just a bioweapon and, you know, the situation that we're in now, which was man-made and created to kill us all. If there was a real one from nature that was going to wipe out the world in a free country, it's either you believe in individual freedom or you don't. If you ever get give the right to suspend natural rights for even a minute, you're a slave. You're going to have a slave country, which most of the countries in the world are slave countries now, thanks to the global coordination of uh, satanic people involved in government or controlling government, not visible. 
So in America, it was decided that natural rights would be the rule. And in the Declaration of Independence, it's, it didn't say Americans have these rights from God. It said everybody does. So whatever country in the world you might be listening from, you have unalienable rights. Your government might be taking them away, like a murderer takes away your right to life. But it's not legitimate. And the reason some people say, well, governments are terrible, there's never been uh, world peace when there's any governments. Well, in our known history, there hasn't been world peace with or, or without a government. Because as long as the people are in a certain consciousness, self-destructive and consciousness with no common sense, then you could have the most government-free world you can imagine, and they would still kill each other. And this is another example of, you know, you have an opinion and a position, and you just, you're just de- you devoted to that opinion no matter what. You're going to prove that you're right regardless of whatever. So the person that's a devoted anarchist says, well, government's the root of all evil, and if we didn't have governments, it would be paradise or Valhalla or something. No, it wouldn't. Not unless you have a massive change in the consciousness of the population. They have to not want to kill each other anymore or kill themselves. And we have rampant suicidal consciousness all over the world right now and willingness to be slaves. You have to get rid of that or no system works. So, you know, Trump didn't know that and he handed over the the country, which you can't do to a mass murderer with a long background from the AIDS era and beyond. But what he main thing he didn't understand, which would have prevented him from doing that, is any country, the U.S. or anywhere else, where they're really going to have unalienable rights, that's the end of the question. You can't take away rights. If you had a real epidemic and you were climbing over piles of bodies in the street, which is a real serious situation, nothing changes about the individual rights. Government can say, well, we think you should hide in your bathroom and then it's going to be great. They can say that, but they can't force you because they're humans like we are and they don't have any right to decide what we do in our life. You know, there are certain agreed-upon conventions like don't take away other people's rights, don't commit murder, don't commit theft, don't commit rape, um, don't drive wildly around the street smashing into other cars. You know, stuff like that is agreed upon, and just like a government is agreed upon, because you need a government to be able to fight off a foreign army and do a few things which are enumerated powers in the Constitution, but nothing beyond that. Most of the agencies in America now are illegal because they're under the jurisdiction of the Constitution and they're violating it. Very few agencies are allowed to exist, and they figure the people, all of us, are now so miseducated and uneducated that we're not going to know the difference, and we, and we don't know that we have any choice. So we put up with all this crime being done by the federal government and by international government. So Trump violated those laws and became complicit in mass murder. That's true. But the question is, okay, the 
media and the rulers who knew he was basically a good person have gotten rid of him to a great extent now. And he's still trying to come back, but I I don't think things can wait for that anyway, even if he was... The only way it would be worth supporting him, in my opinion, is he were to apologize and basically repent for his, you know, transgressions against humanity and say, I'm sorry, I honestly didn't know, and and I'm now guilty of mass murder. I'm sorry. And you should never go along with this. And it was my fault. Then it could be worth supporting him. But he's showing no signs of that yet because he's got um, this ego problem. You know, he's the strength of his ego and self-assuredness allowed him to stand against the most vicious media attack and internal government attack that has ever been known in America and maybe other else, elsewhere as well. But that same personality tendency to be absolutely sure of himself and allowed him to survive the media um, is now making it impossible for him to admit any mistakes. And as long as he's can't, he won't, he can't be trusted in any kind of office as far as I'm concerned, which is too bad because he's a really charismatic leader. But that's that's such a huge flaw. You know, I, I can't support him unless that's totally undone somehow. So the thing is, all right, what's Alex doing that I wanted to point to and talk about? Well, <clears throat> he's been out, you know, for the last 20 years or so saying, destroy the bad guys, destroy the bad guys, you know, send them all back to hell or things like that. And I know a lot of religious people want everybody bad sent to hell too, but it's a misunderstanding. And I know I'll get a lot of, you know, hate communication for this too, but wishing for anybody to be sent to hell is a mistake because, how can I put this? What you wish for other people, you wish for yourself, and it comes true. Or at least it hurts you. You don't want to do that. And what Alex has shown in Reset Wars is he's, he started to get it. Alex is very religious. He's a very strong Christian. And he's trying to defend the Christians against all the persecution that's going on now and all the attacks on churches all over the world and churches getting burned down and churches getting targeted um during the so-called pandemic and all that. He's right about all that. But he's realizing, wait a minute, wishing viciously for everybody bad to be sent to hell, there's something wrong with that picture. And some of the things that I think are important in scriptural references like love your enemy is really has deep meaning. It doesn't mean hate your enemy and say you love them. It means love them. How can you love somebody who's, you know, a mass murderer or uh, mainstream media lying all day to everybody to their great harm? It's because you're not, you're not trying to make believe that you love this evil character or the actions that they're doing or the harm or the murder or anything like that. You have to see deeper that, God is in everybody, or they wouldn't exist because they all came from the same place. If we even get that, the world would be transformed. So you have to defend yourself and take whatever actions are necessary. 
to heal society and all that, but you don't have to hate anybody to do that. You can't hate anybody if you know who they really are. And then with great respect for what happened to these people who are playing the roles of the bad guys in the worst sense, demonic levels on the top and mindless obedience farther down. Um, what Alex is explaining in recent wars is he's saying, and I wrote down some of the quotes. Um, I'm so far, I haven't even looked at my notes at all, so I probably won't even um, be able to find it. I'll just take a second here because there's some good quotes. Um, here's some of the things that he's saying. Body and mind are not us. This is like, what? Alex knows that? Alex is not inventing these things. It's just him as an individual figuring them out, and they're good for us to figure out too. We don't need Alex to teach us this stuff. We've been talking about it in Planetary Healing Club, but the point is, yeah, this stuff is true, but what are you going to do with it? How do you put it into action? Because this relates to the situation we're in, where the world, is, the biosphere, the whole biosphere, is targeted for termination. I've been investigating and looking into this stuff for decades. And where I've come to now, and, and I'm saying I'm totally subject to error just like anybody, and I don't mind being corrected at all. We're just, we're all trying to help each other find out what's true. But what I found so far is that it's not just population reduction. You know, that the bioweapon and the fake pandemic and everything are leading, and all the other things in the geoengineering are leading to. It's in the GMOs and weaponized radiation for cell phones and smart meters and all that. It's not population reduction. It's population elimination including the top perpetrators. They do not plan to physically survive it. And there's a lot of reasons that that has to be true. From what I can see now. <clears throat> but what Alex is saying, body and mind are not who we are. They're false identities. If that was understood, the world situation with the dark forces taking over would be gone. Because of what comes after that, if we're not the mind, we're not all these thoughts that we're so attached to, whatever we're emotionally feeling at the moment, or what our body looks like, which gender we are, and how old we are, and what nationality we are, what, what color our skin is, that's all a bunch of fake identity. Those things exist, but they're, they're like costumes, that we're working through, we're wearing a costume that is this size and this, you know, weight and height and skin color and nationality and all that stuff. We're just wearing the costume for a little while because you need one of those costumes of some kind to be able to function in the physical world, so-called physical world. But if you realize at some point, wait a minute, that who was I before I had that costume? Who am I going to be when the costume is going back to the earth? You know, at some point we get brave enough to seriously ask that, not in a public, you know, discussion with somebody else necessarily, but for yourself. 
Can you get quiet enough and drop all the things you want to fight about and really ask yourself that? Not, you don't get to memorize the answer. You don't get to say, well, my belief system says this. That's still going to be there, don't worry. Step away from it for a minute and really ask the question with no preconception. Because we need the answer. Something has to be done that hasn't been done in our history. And we've had plenty of beliefs, plenty of religions, and everything else. And the darkness has just gotten worse. So Alex is saying body and mind are not who we are, and false identities. I'm looking at messages over here. Um, and he's also aware of frequency. More people are getting aware of frequency. We had a great discussion of frequency with Maj Touré, Black Guns Matter, a few weeks ago. He's doing great work as well. But we're, I was surprised. These people are bringing up these ideas that I don't usually talk about because people would think they're just crazy, but Alex is aware we're broadcasting frequency and he's going to find out that every life form is broadcasting a frequency and it's coming out of the emotional state and it's changeable and it's voluntary and it's powerful. And the top level of the bad guys that are trying to finish this plan to wipe out life on our planet completely. They know about frequency. They know how powerful it is. And so they're broadcasting. See, the atmosphere is not just oxygen and nitrogen. And what we're being told is this evil CO2, which is a bunch of total nonsense. And people are hating me for that, too. They're saying, if we don't stop the CO2, we're going to boil to death. There's no correlation between CO2 levels and temperature in world history. If you see the real graphs, if you see the graphs of the UN, which is a criminal operation, and its associated agencies, they keep adjusting it to show that CO2 correlates with global warming and that global warming is getting worse and worse and worse. They don't show the larger time scale, which would blow apart their entire argument. But see, again, you've got this phenomenon where people get attached to a point of view. And look, I'm never going to change my point of view. I believe in global warming or I believe in global cooling. There are people that believe in global cooling, too. Or I believe CO2 is going to kill us all. They don't want to know if they're wrong. That's like emotionally out of the question. It would be too threatening. And I'm saying, look, what's your priority? If your priority is to find out what's true, relax and, and don't, don't, don't just have the priority of fighting for your point of view. Have the priority to know what's true and the openness to be shown you're wrong or that you're right. I mean, it's fine to be right too. But if you're right, you don't have to be defensive about it. You're just right. Um, it takes a relaxation internally. And there's an anger against people who would, you know, even question your point of view because you're doing so much damage, you're convincing everybody I might be wrong. How terrible. Look, if you're right, it's going to become obvious. If you're wrong, it will eventually become obvious too. So we're broadcasting frequencies and uh, the top level 
really dark forces that are in charge of what's a lot of what's going on in the world right now. They know about frequencies too, and they're broadcasting them. Uh, mostly fear, all the anger and the defensiveness and the desire to just kill anybody that questions your belief. All of those hide fear. Because if your belief is right, you don't have to worry about it. It's going to become obvious. You know, and, and that's why I'm not really attracted to beliefs. I'm attracted to knowing. Because if you stick on a belief, you're going to resist finding out something you need to learn. Because it's so emotionally threatening. If you can drop it, it works much better. And we don't have a lot of time left on this in this chapter of the dream that we're in. This is all, and Alex is getting to this too. He's saying, um, we're being controlled by negative programs. We've been talking about that for years in Planetary Healing Club. Not just understanding it, but what do you do about it? How do you break through the programs? He says programs like worry and anger and fear. And Alex is saying, worry is really a form of fear. Wow. That's deep understanding. And the understanding that fear has no value. Fear of anything. Fear of Satan. Fear of God. Fear of losing your job. Fear of getting beaten up or killed. No function. In fact, it's they're all counterproductive. And people say, well, I have to have fear of God, otherwise I won't be a good person. That's wrong. You know, and I... I don't mind if you believe it, but I'm just letting you see another angle on this, that if you're a parent and you raise your child out of fear, when they can rebel, they'll do it. They might do something unpleasant to you. Even if they don't do it to you, they'll do it to themselves because they absorb the fear, and fear is the opposite of consciousness. You raise them with love, not letting them do stupid things or anything like that when when that can be avoided but not you know not teaching them by fear if you teach them by love and they know it's real they'll forego anything that they really want out of love for you and they'll have no desire to rebel it's a lot better system and the same works for god too um but alex is saying things like we're vibrating fields of energy we're not our thoughts or emotions. Uh, that misidentification is not our fault, so don't beat yourself up. This is another huge thing that he's presenting in Reset Wars, this pro- educational program. Um, he says, don't beat yourself up. Well, most of us are walking around in life mentally and emotionally beating ourselves up for the mistakes we've made. And we've made, I mean, speaking for myself, I've been an idiot in so many ways. I probably still am now, but not as bad as before. And what Alex is saying, since that applies to virtually everybody in some way, don't beat yourself up. Don't hate yourself for things that you didn't know. I mean, you didn't know. If you had known, you wouldn't have done it. People could say, well, he knew. He knew he was, you know, committing this crime. Not really. You can intellectually know you're com- breaking a law, committing a crime. But if you know it on a deeper level, you'd never touch it. And if you look at that deeply, you find out it's true. 
And Alex is saying, build a new version of yourself. Become one with God. Whoa. You know, most of the conventional, superficial understanding that is promoted in religions is saying, nobody's one with God, only the approved people and the religious authorities tell you what to do. You can't ever become one with God. Well, wait a minute. On a deeper level, who are you? You've got all this personality and programming and uh, things that are, you know, we're all really dumb to be identifying with that, and it's not our fault. It's just how it looks from here. But who's underneath that? Who's omnipresent? Or are they not omnipresent? Which is it? Can't be both. And the way it looks to me right now, and I'm sure I'll find out a lot more later. So I've only been working on this since the early 60s and um, consciously actually before that. I don't see anybody here except spirit. I mean, I honor you as an individual, but an individual of what? And Alex is saying, become one with God. That's not blasphemy. It means become one with who you are and what flows through you. Whatever you want to call the original source we came from, the source of all consciousness, all beauty, all love, all power. Compared to that, that impressive dark forces are absolutely nothing. They have no chance. In fact, they'll evaporate and go back to the same original spirit and it would be nicer to have that happen sooner and what's going to just you know before too much more horrific suffering has to happen and alex is saying if you want to help the world do this inside yourself that's where the battle is it's not you know you may find yourself on the battle lines on physical plane that depends on circumstances But the real battle, whether you're out there with a rifle or you're at home knitting a sweater or you're making dinner or whatever you're doing, going to your job, taking care of your kids, meeting a friend, moment by moment by moment, every one of which is critically important and irreplaceable, what are you doing inside yourself? I mean, he's like a promotion for our work in Planetary Healing Club. It's amazing because people thought he was just this maniac going berserk all the time. That's not what's happening. He says some other little things like there is no time. Wow. That's true. Time and space are projections. All this is a projection. We're walking around in a realistic dream. And the question is, can we become awake even before we leave the dream why wait till you uh, i think people call it dying why wait until that why not start now that's what he's saying he said become one with god consciously be aware of what you're broadcasting in the frequency that's coming from your emotional state and your awareness of yourself you're broadcasting 24 hours a day you can't stop but you can decide what you're broadcasting. That's the effect. And the bad guys know that, and they're broadcasting fear and hatred and defensiveness and condemnation and all this garbage because they know it's important, but compared to love, those things are nothing. Proactive love, not 
changeable emotional love that goes up and down and disappears and all that's proactive love is the essence of where we came from. And if we broadcast that, if we, in other words, we get out of the way and invite it, it broadcasts itself. Darkness is over. It hasn't been done in our history. And I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be the first time now. Because darkness has been getting worse and worse and worse over many thousands of years. Why should we assume that's necessary? I don't think so. So what if nobody's done it in our history? You don't have limits except the ones you believe in. So um, Alex is saying, build heaven on earth. And he also said this other little thing, forgiveness disempowers evil. Whoa, that could be a year's show in itself. You know, I've been involved in martial arts since the 1960s too. But martial arts on the physical level is nothing compared to this other level that he's referring to. If you're broadcasting unconditional, unlimited love, like David Icke is talking about, it becomes really difficult for people to attack you unless you decide to allow it. It's much more powerful than any kata, any physical defense, any weapon, any gun, firearm, any knife. If we get this completed, all of us have to learn this lesson and and become it. The interest that somebody else has in attacking you is going to be gone. Because what they're being projected as a movie out of your consciousness, I know this sounds a little unusual, but it's what's really happening and what Alex is coming to now. Um... So what are we doing in Planetary Healing Club? We're almost out of time. I really wanted to save more time for this part. But I think it's time for us to leave Beta, you know, in harmony with what Alex is doing. I suggest anybody who wants to buy Alex's program. It's real and it's good. You still have to do it, but it's legitimate. It's not fake. And I think for Planetary Healing Club, it's time to go out of Beta phase which started in 2018, I think. And it started out, we're mostly focused on forbidden health information. Because as you know, hopefully, real health information that would make contagious disease laughable and just keep you in good shape all the time and change how you age and all that stuff, that information is violently suppressed in America and most of the world right now. And you need it because it's much easier to make better use of your life if your body feels good. So that's what Planetary Healing Club was originally about. It was meeting in a a non-censored environment where we could discuss that stuff. And I share with you guys live what I've learned about in, you know, 55 years of investigation in health science. Um, and that would have been enough. But what happened is we started talking about that and detox and fasting and, you know, all the basic elements of ideal health, aging and stuff like that. But it went very quickly to consciousness because what keeps you from fixing things in your lifestyle to make yourself feel better 
is conscious subtle addictions to behavior patterns. So we got into consciousness and that took us into areas of um, how do you make massive change in the world? Because we need to do that now. We're running out of time. And um, <clears throat> I know at this point what the agenda is and how all the sub-agendas fit together with the geoengineering and the wireless radiation and the genetic uh, corruption of the genetic material of the planet. All these different things, the toxic farming, um, dirty power sources, which have not been necessary for more than 100 years, all that stuff. That's or being orchestrated and it's accelerating now and it's going into a ceremonial sacrifice of all life in the biosphere and I don't want us to have to go through that so what we're into now is working specifically with consciousness projection um, elements of quantum physics that are beyond what's usually talked about in power of imagination not just to make yourself feel good, but to change what you're broadcasting. Affecting the nature of the dream that people call reality. If you're up to stuff like that, uh, it's time for us to find the people that want to join us in that at this point. And I'm not telling you to join us if you don't want to. And uh, what can I warn you about that you might not want to do? This is not a religious program at all. Just keep keep whatever religion you want. I have, I'm not, you know, saying anything about that. But we play some music in working with vibration and with um, the energy that you're carrying around. Some people would say the music's too religious. It's not meant to be religious. It's meant to have a certain emotional frequency to it to help you get into where you can finally start getting something out of meditation, another level of prayer that you might not have been at before. Uh, all these things together, physical level, combined with uh, energy. Alex is saying, we're only energy. I'm saying, no, we're not energy, we're consciousness. We're made out of the same thing that our creator's made out of, because that's the only material that we could have been made out of. There wasn't you know, some hardware store or something to find other materials. Everything you see and everything you don't see all comes from the same source. So what we're doing is specific exercises and understandings to get as quickly as possible to where we can make a massive change of healing in the world. Because that's what I think we need to see happen. I'm not positively impressed with ceremonial sacrifice where you kill an innocent being in order to get God to be really happy with you. And that's what they're doing with us on the biosphere right now. It's Georgia Guidestones are only one phase. It's meant to go beyond. And I think we should reverse it. And we have that ability. But it all comes down to our consciousness. And I totally agree with Alex and what he's saying in that. In Reset Wars, um, he's right. We're unlimited, limitless beings of consciousness, not, not of energy. And energy is generated out of consciousness. But this whole real world that looks like, you know, the solid environment we're in, I agree with Alex when he says nothing is solid per se. That's exactly what his quote was. 
And he's right. Most of this is space. Atoms are mostly space. There's just some little dust-like electrons racing around the outside, almost as fast as the speed of light, and little tiny nucleus in the middle, and this vast space in between. So vibration and frequency is making things look solid to your senses, but that's not really what's happening. It's like a very high-tech movie, and you're holding the projector. Every single person is, but most of them are not making use of it. You could do that. Not from your own ego, but let the master projector work through you. Once you get the programs out of the way, and usually we just talk about this in the club meetings, um, what flows through, through you is the source of light. It heals things in the best way possible. Situations, people, relationships, um, everything. So I see that I've been looking for a way, a solution to this um, destroy the world thing that they've got going on. This is the one that I see. It doesn't mean to stop your physical level efforts. You know, the protests are great. Uh, organized non-compliance, mass non-compliance is great. Uh, education is great. All these wonderful things should continue. But if we want to see a vast improvement in the outcome, the place where you'd never think that comes from inside yourself is not some kind of belief. It's real. The space inside yourself is much bigger than the space outside. We just forgot. So that's what Planetary Healing Club's trying to do, and I'll talk more about it as I get time in future shows. I've got to get ready for the meeting Right now, we're a little bit over time, it looks like. But if you want to come join us, we're, we're going to start looking for members from all over the world now. I want people from African countries to join us and people from Asia, um, South America, Mexico, Canada, all over the, all over the planet, like um, centers of changed frequency toward the healing bands. We need your help now if you're up to it. It's work on yourself. It's not It's not to come there and observe or, you know, I've had people come and join it. And you can quit any time, of course. There's no obligation at all. But I've had people come and join it and say, well, you didn't talk about um, the health issues that I have. And I'd say, well, um, you didn't ask. So if you want to, bring some subject up or a question up or something, please do. It's totally live. Planetaryhealingclub.com There are small dues. It's one of the only ways that our nonprofit gets any money to function and we're not getting enough. We need, we have all these big projects on hold and we need money for that. I don't know how to operate without money yet, but we haven't, I haven't found a commercial uh, to plan the show that I'm happy with. I don't want any kind of hypocrisy whatsoever. So there's really small dues. It costs $25 for a month, which any part of the world somebody can usually afford. And um, if you want to quit, that's fine. But all the money goes to the nonprofit, and that's keeping this whole operation together. I'm working 16 hours a day on this now, and every day which I feel fortunate to do. I, that's not 
like some job that I hate or something. I, I love it. I just want to get better and better at it. So if you're interested, planetaryhealingclub.com. And for new people, we'll bring you up to speed and talk about some of the things we've already covered, where we're going with meditation, where we're, what we're doing with health issues, lifestyle enhancement, no medical advice that is prohibited, no diagnosis of diseases or anything. You want that, go to your drug doctor or whatever doctor you want. They'll give you all the diagnoses and drugs and whatever. We don't do that, but we're sharing information, which at the moment is still legal. And uh, But this information you're not hearing about, and I'm sharing what I've done with it over the last 50 years, and I, I still consider myself an absolute beginner compared to what there is to learn. And I, I'm not making that up. I really do. You know, I'm not. Somebody should be leading this group that has mastered all this stuff, and I haven't. But I've got some experience that is pretty unusual. And I'll share it with you if you want to join us. And again, we need you from anywhere in the world. So I get feedback from countries everywhere. So I hope this message gets to you and encourages you to join you. I can't, you know, translate it into all the other languages right now. But um, if you speak English or know somebody who does, if you're in India or Africa or Asia or South America or wherever you might be, we'd be really honored to have you join us. So consider it. And if you don't like it, you know, that's fine. You're not obligated to stay. If you're really unhappy and you feel like whatever meetings you went to were a waste of your time, I'll give you the money back. Not three years from now. (laughs) Not a way to get rich, but, you know, and we're just barely getting by with the money anyway. And we've got things waiting to put it into. So the money is going to be well used. But if you're there for a week or something and you hate it and you think we're on the wrong track, tell me and I'll just give you the money back. It's not about money. There's something we're trying to accomplish here, and I hope you'll help us because, in my opinion, you're the key to the future. Don't ever underestimate yourself or your importance. You're, you're this, I can't even tell you what an incredible being you are. But the point is not to just believe that. You've got to, on an experiential level, become that and watch what happens. It's time to do it. So... Any questions, um, feel free to email me. I'll get to it as soon as I can. Richard at lostartsradio.com. If you don't want to do the healing club work, donate. You know, if you have money, if you're a friendly billionaire or friendly hundredaire or somebody who's got some discretionary money and you want to help us, go to lostartsradio.com and there's a donate button there. Do that or Subscribe star link works well too. And uh, it's just time for us to expand what we're doing because we want this to succeed and everybody to be okay. Our motive is really simple. I want all of you and all of us to, to turn out in good shape. Even the bad people. I don't wish them punishment. I wish them waking up. That could be us. That is us in another form. Remember hearing the little thing about um, love your neighbor as yourself, even if they're supposedly good or bad or whatever they are. It's because they are yourself in another form on a deeper level. So, 
If you're doing something horrible and you're just realizing it and you want to change, join us. We'll support you. Okay? Whistleblowers from everywhere. Then we'll have a situation where they order us to kill each other and ourselves and nobody will do it. And the whole dark side will fall apart. That's where we're going. So, I hope to see you there. And send your questions if you have any. I think that's about it. We're late and we got to get ready for the club meeting. So have a good night. Remember the Sunday show tomorrow. It's free. Spread it. Spread the links. We got a lot of suppression with um, shadow banning and censorship. Go to lostartsradio.com slash live and that'll have links to wherever we're still broadcasting. Thank you. We really appreciate you. And I'm not just saying that. We do. I have great hopes for the future because of you. So time time to do it now. Let's get started. See you next time. Have a good night. Take care. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on Big Tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. 
We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the band ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brighteon page is really taking off, and we often have editor's picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brighteon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.